In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. For centuries and centuries, the church meditates on this chapter from Matthew's Gospel, describing our Lord's entrance into the desert for 40 days on this first Sunday of Lent. It would be very simple, it'd be um, tantalizingly simple to take from this a moral lesson about how we need to fight temptation. Of course we need to fight temptation. Um, Or the simple lesson of needing to be um, vigilant against the works of the devil. Uh, It could very well be that in the last few decades we do need that lesson. Um, I dare say that Christians in general are wary of the activity of the devil, uh, pray readily the angel of God prayer, pray heartily the St. Michael the Archangel prayer. It seems that as of late, uh, there's a particular problem with people thinking that the evil one isn't even really a person, and we're making too much of a fuss and bringing too much attention to this. So... There is renewed need to face the reality of the evil one, a person, a fallen angel, who is forever condemned and at war with God. And not just one evil one, but many, many, many fallen angels whose single desire is destruction. What I propose is worthy of your meditation and time is to consider our Lord having just begun his public ministry, having just manifested himself to St. John the Baptist on the cusp of performing his first public miracle at Cana, does penance for us. This is the second person of the Holy Trinity, the eternally begotten Son of God, the Lord of the universe. He deserves to be carried in procession. He deserves to be hailed as king. He deserves to enjoy all the fruits of the creation which has its existence through his divine word. Instead, he enters into penance and fasting and prayer for us. Willingly. For 40 days, which is a biblical number that makes us think like it must have seemed to have lasted forever. Consider the prayer that our Lord had in his mind, memorized as a young boy and prayed daily, weekly, namely the Psalms. 
On Good Friday, we will pray a psalm that clearly was composed centuries before to articulate perfectly the sentiment of Christ dying on the cross. Psalm 23, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Which goes on to be a prayer of of praise, remembering God's past deeds and God's fulfilled promises and God's eternal glory. But today we begin the season of Lent with Psalm 51, one of the seven penitential psalms, one in which our Lord reveals the depth of his humility, his love, his compassion. Not just to reach down to us and do good things for our benefit, but to identify with us and and to make himself one of us. Be merciful, O Lord, for we have sinned. Your loving Savior put those words to his lips, even though he is God and sinless and perfect and innocent. He doesn't say, Heavenly Father, be merciful to those people, for they have sinned. He doesn't say that. He he identifies himself with us, even though he is sinless, And and praise to God the Father, we have sinned. Be merciful on us. If If you can visualize Christ putting himself in this place and and knowing that he is God and and knowingly being one of us. And interceding with God the Father, with whom he is inextricably joined. And, and can see the, 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 the love and the compassion and the suffering and the glory. I don't need to say anything else. This is hauntingly beautiful that our Lord prays like this for us. The rest of the words of Psalm 51 are words that we need to have very close to our hearts. Have mercy on me, God, in your kindness. In the greatness of your compassion, wipe out my offense. Thoroughly wash me from my guilt of my sin. Cleanse me. These are are words that Jesus Christ prayed for you more urgently than you pray them for yourselves. He's, he prayed for us collectively to be freed from sin with, with, with more love and more devotion than, than, than we do, even though we are the sinners. How much he loves us, and he continues to intercede for us. Because the haunting beauty of this is not just in contemplating that this happened once in a desert very far away where he was very thirsty and hungry. But the the word of God, who is Jesus, is offered up to God the Father in our eternal worship. As, as, As true as it is that we learn and are instructed and our souls and minds are formed by hearing the word of God, 
the very word of God is part of what we are offering up to God the Father in worship. Christ is not just the bread of life. He is the word of God. Everything that he is, is being rendered unto God in eternal glory. He continues to intercede for us through, through the mystery of the church's liturgy. Praying to God the Father, be merciful, O Lord, for we have sinned. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.